On Monday, August 8th, Tall Can Audio hits 1,000 episodes. Wait, that's still on? Who could possibly still care? And the gang is all here to celebrate. It's euphoric. It's got to be close to Nirvana. It's outstanding. For the first time ever, Maddie, Michaela, Rob, and Matt are all live in studio together. It's happening, you guys! It's happening! Oh my god! Oh my god! I wish you all were here! Is this likely to go well? Just check my notes here. No! At least it will make a lot of noise. Boom. Here comes the boom. A thousand pods and a thousand pints. I don't think I've ever been as proud in my entire life. TCA 1000 drops Monday, August 8th, wherever you find low-quality podcasts. Fuck, it's out of control. Shit. It's time! So I look at it like this. I'm back. Off the bench, doing great. It's euphoric. If you're a Buddhist, it's got to be close to Nirvana. It's, it's, it's outstanding. I don't like him, his giant head, or his beady little eyes. That's all I've got to say on the matter. Come across with your 50 G, and I'll eat, I'll eat one ball of horseshit. You look at the comments underneath them, and most comments are trash, right? But, but there, but there are some that are. Well, please let like, us know what you think. <laughs> It's not a black thing, Matt. It's not a white thing. It's a night thing. <laughs> Stupid shit gets said here. Right. Just the sport takes are pearls. <laughs> oh, did you see that jerk? <laughs> oh, there was a thing right there, like when I was in college and I tried same sex kind of stuff. I don't know what's happening there, but I got no problem waxing your ass. Woohoo! Over here, boys. Fell in love with the girl at the rock show. Yeah. You're just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off of Zoom. If you don't want to see me dancing <laughs> with somebody, don't come round. Sure. Come on, man. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> this is Tall Can Audio, Canada's number one craft beer-fueled sports show. If we had to take this out, sorry for him. We don't give a baller. Here's your host, Rob Christie. He's smart, he's sensitive, he's clearly not obsessed with his physical appearance. And Matt Robinson. Virtuous, heroic, nubile. And there we go. We are off and running again. 900 episodes in the rear view. This is episode 901. You've all been waiting for it. Matt over here. Rob, right over there in the TCA studio. What are you saying today, man? I'm sweating. 
I'm sweating. There's a lot of bullshit that's been thrown around here over the over the last 900 episodes. <laughs> Some of those are going way back. The 50 G's to eat a eat a <laughs> one ball of horse shit. That's honestly that that's that's those got are a, early days. Those are early days. And, and you know what? I, that's the, the offer. Nobody's is, come up with it yet. The offer is still on the table. <laughs> if we want to if we want to freshen that bad boy up, but it's good. It's good to be here, man. Yeah, there's been, uh, you know, you can you, you can tell there which ones were sort of somewhat old, which came from the the unpleasantness era, we'll call it, right? That were recorded uh, remotely. But all I did was go into our uh, our archives, type in Rob, just see which clips had been saved. <laughs> which most of these were used as intros, right? Often before the music starts, we uh, they were obviously said during the show, but we'll drop something in. Uh, early on. So good <laughs> well, to have you back, man. And, and I'm totally intrigued by the same sex <laughs> college incident. That's clearly a, a little bit of something that's been plucked right out of. Uh, well, this is it. Like this is obviously I've, you know, we finish recording and uh, I sit down and I edit. And at some point I hear just different things that one of us have said and mm-hmm. I grab it and I clip it. And then months later, you go back and find, like, I have no idea what the context exactly. was supposed to be. But I, 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 you know, I stand behind all the audio, <laughs> the audio gold that comes through here. No problems. And it's good. Yep. Um, it's, yeah, it's just nice. Yeah. Nice. Have you, does he have no soul? Yeah. Well, and clearly not concerned about his person, his physical appearance <laughs> or whatever it is. Couldn't be further from the truth, man. I like mine. I am. Nubile. Yeah, nubile. (laughs) (laughs) If there's a word to describe Matt Robinson. Yeah. Well, I like the whole idea of people gasp when they see my unit. Yep. It's true, man. That could be for any reason. For sure. Exactly. (laughs) We are on Twitter and Instagram at Tall Can Audio. Um, Many of you have known uh, Rob was coming in. We mentioned it last Sunday on the show, but we've also been promoting it throughout the week uh, on our social media feeds. So if you want to get these sort of ahead of time references, a heads up on what's coming. Make sure you're following along on our social media feeds. Um, we heard you crack something there, man. The, uh, what do, what do we got going today? Today I am drinking a little, uh, from Henderson. Ooh. I'm drinking the Figo. Okay. Italian Pilsner. Yeah. Comes in at Figo. five point front. Yeah. Both. Figo. 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 Figo, I, 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 it's a Paul Simon tune, I'm thinking, Pico, maybe it's a Peter Gabriel song. Yes, guy. Could be. Yeah, I don't know, I'm just making shit up as I go along. Well, when you start singing like that, people now know why I bail out, right? And because it may be future gold for a, a yeah, well, collab like I, what I, we I, just I'm heard. loving my Dua Lipa there out of the, out of the intro. That's, uh, come on, man, that's disco. Is that who that was? I Dua still, Lipa, to this day, yeah, I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, it is. Most of them were saved, like the, the singing ones were Rob Rock Show. Rob, what I, I had no idea. Fell in love with the girl from the rock show. Yeah. This, the, that one, I guess was just saved Rob singing. Cause I had no idea what the fuck. The yeah, song it's, was. It's, come on, man. It's, and, and it's very current because as you know, I am down hip, with the kids, hip and in lockstep. Obviously with man. today's youth. So you referenced, I don't know. It's gotta be a month ago now. Maybe a little more, a little less. No idea. Uh, you had a pint you wanted me to try. So this mystery pint. Oh yes. Arrived with you today as you made your triumphant return. Right. To the TCA studio. Uh, I'm going to crack this open I'm going to take a swig. Yep. 
And as I do so, you're going to tell me and the audience uh, what the fuck this is that, uh, that I got going on. Yeah. So you crack it. So what it is, is it's an IPA. It's called Raked Over. I was going to say, I haven't taken a sip yet. It smells like a traditional IPA. Yeah. So okay. it's, what you're getting is pineapple mango. Mm-hmm. I want you to tell me what the third ingredient is. Anything? No, it just tastes like, mm, there's an afterkick here coming in. <laughs> Take another pull. Just My another. mouth tastes like burning. <laughs> I eat it the purple berries. How? Oh. How are they, Ralph? Good? They taste like burning. Yeah. It's called... <laughs> Anything? Oh, nothing I could... Jesus Christ. (laughs) Varsol? Arsehole? Yeah, at the very beginning, it just tastes like an IPA. And then there's like this second wave of, hey. You know what that is? No. It's called Raked Over, again, from Wellington. Uh Uh-huh. Grab yourself a Welly. a little raked over. Yep. It is your... Mango, pineapple, habanero. Habanero. Okay. Yeah. And you're getting the habanero, am I right? Yeah. No. In a million years, if you just said, like, and you just did, what is that? I don't know. But now that you say. You totally get it. Yeah. 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 And it's garbage, am I right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I said to you, you'd want to bring in something else. But if my old man's listening, keep an eye out. This may be your. uh... Oh, Yeah. Anything hot, right? That's uh, okay. Well, because to I me, I assume was his nickname back in high yeah, school. <laughs> and, and anything hot, straight on the sleeve of my coat. I'm doing it. Yep. Um, but it's it's funny because it's not good. No, it's not good. And like I said, I, I told you you wouldn't want to. It's not. Yeah, you a, did recommend bring a second pint in because I'm going to give you this one, but you're not going to want to finish it. Yeah, and so I had it at the cottage this summer because again, told. Told the better half when she was in at the beer store. I said, just grab something sure. that you haven't seen me have or whatever. And so. Same thing you've said to her a hundred times. Just grab right. something. Yep. Please. <laughs> Anything. Yeah. She I'm tired of grabbing it yeah, myself. Exactly. <laughs> um, and she came back with this and I'm like, wow. Pineapple mango habanero. And, and so. Caballero. It's caballero. Yeah, I know. That's okay. what I said. All right. Sorry. Um, Still wrong. But, but Yeah. I was, I was amazed at how strongly the habanero comes through. But late. Yeah. Like there's not a trace. When you first take a sip, you're just like, oh, it's an IPA. Whoa. What's happening? (laughs) My mouth tastes like burning. (laughs) There's battery acid in here. (laughs) Yeah. So good for you, Matt. Did you finish it? No. 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 And and, and a matter of fact, I had a little, uh, a little cup there and I was pouring some in, letting everybody else try a little bit. Nobody liked it. No. There wasn't one Nobody person. Nobody likes who, Millhouse. Yeah. There wasn't one person who said, hey, that's interesting. I'd like a second yep. sip of that. Oh, it is interesting. Yeah. But I'm not sure I want a second sip but of it. No. And that's just a one sip beer and you're like, or two, and then you're like, okay, yeah, no, it's really gross. So this, I would say though, fits very nicely on my scale of if you say you're bringing it, bring it, right? It's there. Like you absolutely, you've already set the beer down. By the time yeah. the habanero hits you. Well, it's it's like that I that 
that chicken wing you eat, and it's like, oh, it's a, it's supposed to be really spicy, and you're like, yeah, okay, yeah, spicy. Everybody says it's spicy, yeah. and you sort of you get halfway through the wing, and you're like, this is nothing, and then yeah, it's like, oof, yeah, my mouth is. Three on minutes later, you're throwing up fire. A <laughs> well, and I, I'm sure I've told this story before, but Jeff and I were in a place called the the Bath, the Bavaria in in London, mm. and. Uh, Went in for wing night and uh, Jeff said, yeah, make them super, make them stupid hot. <laughs> and the guy's like, yeah, like how hot? Okay, tough guy. Yeah. And he's like, no, like as hot as you can make it. And the guy came out and he had a little waiver just for, for <laughs> Jeff to sign. And so uh, like Jeff is, Jeff has been all over the world and, you know, gone into Indian restaurants and said, yeah, make it really spicy. I don't like, not like pasty white faced guy spicy, but like. Indian hot and he's, and he's taking down food all over the place. But right. this stuff, man, I swear the guy put Drano in it or something. <laughs> it was, I had one wing and that was, I couldn't finish it. He had four and that was it. Had to send 20 back. <laughs> it was so hot. I, and I, to this day, I don't know what it was, but I had to go into the washroom and I'm, I, my nose is running. I'm, and from one, I had one. And, and so I'm blowing my nose in the sink. It's blood. I know, but, and so, um, you know, you're just sort of cleaning up. Well, I guess I had a little dry skin on my forehead. Well, I got like a little wing juice in there and up my nose and it was burning on my forehead. It was burning in my, honestly, it was terrible. So to this day, I don't know what that was, but yikes. <laughs> I'm going to finish this beer. Seriously. Yep. Wow. We're going to do it. We're going to see what, you know, after I leave today and we'll see what the rest of your constitution looks like. (laughs) Stay tuned to episode 902. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it's nice that I could be in here for 901. 901. Well, don't you feel like that was better? We're turning the page. We're back to, uh, we're putting an era behind us. See you again at episode 1800. 1800. Uh, cause 800 would be, uh, I don't remember how long ago, but mid pandemic as almost everything seems to be <laughs> in recent memory, it's all mid-pandemic. Yeah. I did a solo extra show <laughs> to make sure you appeared on 800. Okay. And you sent an email the next day kind of oblivious, like, hey, pretty cool that it timed out. Like, it did not time out. It was set up to be yeah. whatever. So Matt Robinson, always thinking. Uh, Matt Robinson, thinking. sometimes thinking. Yep. So this time... Ah, that shit I wanted to say last week, did a solo show, but the UFC show, um, and this time it made more sense to me. To me, this was hoping to turn the page, right? Try and get back to something resembling a little closer to, uh, to normal. So it made more sense that 901 nice. would be the, uh. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I could be part of the new norm right back in it. Norm. What's shaking? Two chins and four cheeks. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of, uh, of Cheers lately. Norm, how's it going? Well, Plus a it. lot of videos with two chins. It's a, it's, a, it's a dog eat dog world and I'm wearing milk bone underwear. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's a couple of Cheers for you. What do we think about, um, I don't know, like we set up March 2020, we've talked about it before, um, you know, it's been a while, but Matt the Alarmist thought sports may shut down for a couple weeks. Yeah. 
and then uh, the world went to hell. And it's still, if it, it weirds me out to think about, you know, entire flights, just whatever, Toronto to Montreal, of people masking all of a sudden. Like, it's amazing how quickly humans can adapt, but if you do yeah. step back and go, what the fuck happened? Um, you know, we, we sent, uh, I can remember an Instagram post, um, I put some pieces of tech that I was sending out to your place when mm-hmm. this all first set in and someone commented underneath that said, yes, those look like the pieces, but you should hook them up as much as you can before you send them out to. Well, whoever that was is, is incredibly wise. <laughs> An asshole, yeah. but incredibly wise. Yeah. Um, it's been a, it's been a journey, man. And I think you were back in here right around Labor Day. Of yeah, last year? Summer, summer 2020, somewhere in there. Yeah. I can't, I can't remember, but yeah. I think it was right around Labor Day and then school started up and just put everything right back in the ditch. Right, right in the like, shitter. Yeah. Fucking kids. Yeah. Oh, they're dirty. Yeah. Dirty. So <laughs> what do we, what's this, like, I'm curious for your perspective just on what the show has looked like since. Because to me, it's felt you know, just since you've been in here where we've been recording for whatever, like seven minutes, you've interrupted me. I've interrupted you. This is a more normal conversation. Yeah, right? This is what you intended it to be. Yeah. Two and, people. And when we would. Three people maybe. Do them. Um, Remotely. Yeah. There was always as good as you could get it. Like that we've been paying for this software and um, to, to be able to do them remotely that was supposed to like limit the latency. And it did, it did far better than Skype. Yep. It did far better than, fa- but there was still just this tiny lag and it was super noticeable. And instead of like a casual conversation, it would be like, I'm going to set the table and then hand it to you and you'll talk for two or three minutes and then you'll hand it back to me and I'll respond for two. It was like a very official debate yeah. almost. Whereas this is the way it's supposed to sound. What was your sort of... Well, and it's funny because you have, you have said we've, you and I've had this debate since 2015, really, right? What was the idea of the podcast? What, what did we hope to get from this? Mm -hmm. And, and to me, the, the trajectory was always aiming towards legitimacy for the podcast would mean, um, real sports people (laughs) joining us. Mm-hmm. Right. That was, that to me was, yeah, you've made it to some place when you could have Bob McKenzie on Tall Can Audio. You could have Ray Ferraro. Stay you know, tuned in December, by the way, as we get ready for World Juniors. James Duffy. Mm-hmm. Any of these, you know, these are Elliot Friedman, real legit people. Not to mention along the way, your John Rodenbergs and your, your Creech and Bundas and your Steve Lloyds and mm-hmm. your Steve Warns and all, and, and whatever else, right? It's, it's Ian Mendez. Right. All good things, but it was interesting that, you know, as with most conversations I think that I'm in, we're slightly uh, not on the same page, right? Yours, you know, and it's become crystal clear here in the past year that that what, yours, what you saw for the show was that it would be more pub talk. And, and again... You said that from the beginning, but there's hearing and then there's listening. (laughs) So, um, yeah. And when the Ottawa magazine came out and said, you know, it's, it's like, um, 
friends sitting around talking or the friends you wish the you had. The group of friends you wish you had. Yeah. And, and, and so I know this was, this was your idea. And so um, despite all those things happening in the pandemic that I referred to, it's actually, sorry about that. It's actually like, like we're going to get back to. Downgrading. Well, but upgrading. Yes. And now we'll be able to fold in new friends. Sure. And, and this is, I think that's really interesting because I, I feel somewhat similar. Like we were almost, we, you and I had a conversation not long before the pandemic. I, I don't know, weeks, months, whatever, but we had had a guest in and it was fine, but that was about it. There was nothing special about it. It, it was, was just, less than fine. Okay. Um, my future band names. Uh, right beside less than Jake is uh, less than fine. <laughs> Opening for less than Jake is, uh, I'm, I'm, I might be changing my mind. I'm not sure I'm going to finish this beer. Um, yeah, it was sort of a, do we really need to still do this? Right. right? At some point, if it, we started adding guests to help give us legitimacy and it was awesome. AJ Jackie Beck was the first guy to do that oh, for sorry, us. With that AJ first guy in the house, Scotty Mack. Scotty Mack helped us do that. And it made sense to do it. And those guys have continued to, well, Scotty Max got all kinds of stuff. But some of the early guests that we had on turned into friends of the show that you would absolutely have back. And AJ has been one of those guys and you would love to do that again. We'll continue to have AJ in. But as a podcast, if we're being honest, you're looking to build legitimacy, build an audience, see, look, these guys are willing to come hang with us. And then the show gets to a certain point and it wasn't long before the pandemic where we had a guest on the show and you and I spoke afterwards and said, that wasn't that good. It was fine. You less than fine. Yeah. But it, we've gotten to a point where we don't need to do that anymore unless we want to do that. Right. right. There are guests you would still like to have on the show because they're good for the show and they, they, they get the vibe. They want to be a part of it. And then there's guests that you've just sort of like, all right, we only did that to help. Right. A little name recognition. And, and, and what it comes down to is, and the, the guest we're talking about at the end was we, we were just a part of his day that he was trying to cram in somewhere else. Yes. And, and he wasn't. I got to be done by this. Yeah. So he wasn't feeling it. And right. that's not part of the vibe of the show. No. And so when, when he was done, good guy. Yep. Um, all Appreciate that, that he made time. Right. And, and, but at the end you're like, yeah, we don't need that. No. And, and so to me. If you want to come in and chill, we want you to be here and, and right. do this. Right. If you're, and, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, but that's, that's exactly where I'm going is at that point. Um, yeah, the, y- I don't need you to anymore. Right. We don't need favors anymore. Right. Don't do me any favors. If you want to buy in, come on in. Yep. If you don't. Beat it. And then the pandemic hit and we needed favors again. <laughs> yeah. At least how I felt. Well, and Matt was like a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest working really hard. This, this has yeah, been. But also losing <laughs> is what that analogy suggests, isn't it? No. It's <laughs> not going to go well. It just means how, how, how hard and continuous do you have to work? Right. Um, and so w- there was a couple things happening there. We were trying to get you set up tech-wise. Woo. And, uh, and some of it, looking back now, 
Like the shit that we were hooking up into my phone and – We tried a bunch of shit. It seems super primitive. Right? Yeah. That's <laughs> just – Well, and that's part of the evolution of the show is all of a sudden I know you're not a tech guy. You've never claimed to be. Yeah. I have tried to claim to be and now all of a sudden I can't get my guests on the air or my co-host on the air yeah. more so. Yeah. And so – I'm struggling. I'm trying shit. I'm subscribing to this. I'm signing up for that service. I'm, there was a different microphone I sent out before the one we ended up using, um, because it was supposed to work with your phone and that would have been an easier, didn't work. And so there's a lot of things that I'm suddenly sitting in here by myself trying to figure out. Right. And, and that turned out to be good for the show that I forced myself to learn to do it. But at the time, man, you're scrambling. And so we used Maddie Lang a lot who... I don't think he would object to the term used. He's been a part of the team for quite a while, but he was an Apple guy. He's a FaceTime guy, right? And it was just, I knew how to do that. And so he stepped in a couple times. And then because there was also no sports, that wasn't going to make sense for you and I to be doing two or three shows a week to try and talk about, hey, the NHL might come back in a month or whatever it looks. Right. And so... Now, yeah, you start using the network that we had developed with some of these guests and, and just reaching out. And yeah, that's when James Duthie came on the first time. That's when James Myrtle came on the first time. Eventually, it's Elliot Friedman. It's Chris Cuthbert. It's, you know, a bunch of people that basically I just went through a list of people I I think do a good job and I wanted to talk to, right? And right. so you and I kept the the Sunday thing going and, and midweek became kind of a guest, um, a guest slot. And it, it was tough, man. It was tough to get up and going and figure out what we were going to do and what this was going to morph into and, and how to keep it going. Eventually sports come back, but it didn't really matter whether it was you or a guest or eventually Michaela jumping on board. I was just never quite as satisfied with the, the remote shows. Right. And, and part of that is just a selfish kind of spent so much time trying to create this studio, right? And right. and this vibe and the, the stuff that we've invested here to create this. And all of a sudden, yeah, here's our Skype call. Go ahead and listen to that on Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> it just wasn't the same. It was fine, but it wasn't great. And I wanted it to be great. And I there were certain episodes that turned out great, but it was harder. It was, it was just different than I wanted it to be. And if I'm being honest, man, there were times throughout the last 18 months where you sort of throw your hands up and just go, ah, I don't know. Like. Fuck it. A little bit. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I get it. And, and, and there's been times over the past year where I don't know if I've ever been more frustrated technically. Right. Than I have been with trying to, trying to make that shit happen. Right. On my end. Yeah. And, and for a variety of reasons, technically scheduling just a bunch of mm-hmm. things, right. Of trying to find a bit of quiet. Well, and it's less fun. Uh, well, it, what happens is this is always fun. Yes. Having a couple beers, shooting the shit. Right. The, and, and which is the vibe. That's that what we're trying to do. We're trying to come across with. Right. But yeah, it, it sort of became like, um, you know. A chore. Marital relations after a bunch of years where you're like, oh, see the mountain I got to climb once a month. Seems like <laughs> one of those nights we should try to, yeah. Yeah. No. I'm going to picture somebody else. And... Yeah. I think there's Jeopardy's on. <laughs> Ooh, that's early. That's after the Blue Plate yeah, special, seriously. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Lawrence Welk's coming up. Yeah, that's, exactly. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I get that, man. It, it was, 
there's there's just times where you're just like, man. I'm interested in the, I'm going to picture somebody else though. <laughs> <laughs> we can circle back to that. Yeah, no, it's totally fine. It's, it, it, I never really wanted to quit the show, but at some point you're just like. Sure wish I could quit you, Dave. It was just like, I don't know when we, because for a long time, there was no end in sight, right? You're just doing a, like I said, a, a Skype call, like a hundred other people are right. doing. And, and one of the things, or a couple of the things that I feel separate us from some of the other shows that are on the air, were taken away. One is the studio quality, quality that we've built here. For sure. And second is just the vibe that you have. A lot of shows regularly did it. Like, uh, that was always their plan, was to do it remotely, to do it whatever. And they're just not the same. It's just not... What I, and so you took away both of those things and yeah, it was, you know, let's keep this going. Let's see what's going to happen. Um, we'll see how long we can ride this out. And there were, like I said, there were still shows I enjoyed. It's not like every Sunday or Wednesday or whatever. I was just like, oh, this sucks. But there were days where that did happen and that hadn't happened before. I always looked forward to doing the show right. this way. Yeah. Well, and, and, and as you say, it's the vibe is, is different when you're both in the same room and mm-hmm. you can look at somebody across the table or you're not. You're just chatting, but there's a microphone there. Well, and, and those of you who have been here from the beginning, <laughs> and if you are, I, it, for those of you who have, God bless you, because the first <laughs> ones were shite uh, and stiff and wooden and- Yeah. And, and You'd swear Rob and I had never met. Exactly. And so it's, it's Yeah. It's it's nice to hold, and we'll see. And and again, we're complaining about this from the podcast perspective. Mm-hmm. Whereas there's people who's, yeah, clearly everyone's been looking at that, going, "Where's the end of this?" Right, right. Whether it's your business, whether it's your, you know, man, as somebody who works for the library, the biggest things, the biggest spike in 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 takeouts from the library checkouts were um, debt. Hmm. And, you know, divorce, how-to manuals and, and these sorts of things, right? Because people working together at home right. all the time, um, yeah, it's it's been a big hit for everybody. And so... Well, I have somebody that I know pretty well who works in the, whatever, legal community, law industry, whatever you'd want to call it. And they've said, first of all, yeah, divorces, way up, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't... Whether it's right or not, I, I have no idea. But all of a sudden, everybody had their break, right? They go to work, they go away with their friends, they lunch breaks, and and whatever else is happening. Pick up hockey, whatever sure. got going on. All of a sudden, it's just you two face to face all the time, and it's just different. But the other thing that apparently skyrocketed was domestic abuse, yeah, and just frustration boiling over, and you know that face to face thing we talked about if you also happen to be a shit human being, can then boil over into well, to other things. Throw kids into the mix. Yeah. You're trying to, you know, especially if you have young kids. Right. You're trying to All of a sudden teach. you're a teacher. Yeah, exactly. I got to do my job. I got to keep the kids on mm-hmm. task. I got to, and Christ, you're wearing those same pajama pants <laughs> for the fifth day in a row. <laughs> this sucks huge. Well, and I, we talked very early on in the pandemic. But maybe our show almost causing some marital rifts for some people. Yeah, I, I'm Someone fine. who sent a uh, a message in on the Monday, after a couple of Mondays, that they always used to download our show and then listen in the car on the way to work. 
they were downloading it and listening on the Monday morning at home. And the wife came out, oh, not these assholes again, or not these idiots again, or whatever. <laughs> that may be the greatest endorsement we've ever what, had. For what happened? Podcast. What happened to the what happened to the days when when we would field questions from from listeners and you know women would be writing in asking us for relationship advice? <laughs> what happened to those days? That this seemed like the place you would want to say, hey. I've been dating a guy for two months. What's a good Christmas gift? Right. Right. Like what happened to those days? Have the ladies been so turned off by the show? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Pretty clearly. In a singular word? Yeah. Yes. I can't remember the question that was asked, but my favorite thing from those days, and, and we could do it again. We could open it up for a Q&A. We're, uh, we're at Talk and Audio on all your social media feeds. Contact Talk and Audio if you want to email the show. Um, but the one thing I remember, I think it was from our first ever Q&A, was one of the names that wrote in was Red Deer Relapse. <laughs> <Just like> <laughs> hope things are going all right out there, man. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. There was a couple of things that came in. What, one of them was, you two idiots or one of you two fuckheads, whatever it was. I don't know. It, it had to do with Carter Hart. And, <laughs> and, and I don't want to say I took it personal. But my point at the time was, don't rush this guy. Right. Shit's going to go bad. Ron Hextall was taking the right approach, blah, blah, blah. And then this guy, maybe Red Deer relapse, who knows? Because I think uh, <laughs> Hart's from Northern Alberta. Hmm. How's it going now, Carter Hart? Right, okay. So these two fuckheads. That would have been far more recently. Yeah. Like he's only been in the league, like. Well, we had this conversation. Years. Yeah, I- I'm at home. I'm at home. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So it's not, but I'm just saying this is one of those things where people people want to, hey, you know what? People want to take shots. I get it. I get it. We weekly get on here and shoot shit. Shoot just shit. all over the walls. Uh, speaking of which, got a lot of new shit on the walls since you've uh, you've last recorded in here. Yeah. Had uh, nothing better to do. Well, there's a throw pillow or something over here. I don't know what the... It's a tired as fuck, tragically hip oh, pillow. Okay. I'm like, oh, that fits. Yeah. Perfect. Sure. Uh, okay, up hey, on wait, the wall. Wait, wait, before you, before you carry on, uh. I have a, I have, I have a couple of additions to the tragically hip beer. Oh, okay. Three Pilsners? Yes. I, I, all right. You already heard that one? No, I already threw that one down. Okay. Yeah. So how about this? It's a good life if you go drinking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's way better than your first one, which I didn't mind, but this one's better. Last of the Undrunk Gems? Yeah, this one's better. It's a good life. And you could do like, it's a good life if you don't Wheaton, W-H-E-A-T, right? Mm. Like, yeah, okay, because it's mine. You're not loving it. I, I get that. Uh, is, is, it, is it an improvement? It's a lateral move. It's now, not. You're taking a step it's down. All right. Not. You can let us know at Talking Audio at Captain It's Blower. a good life if you go drinking. Yeah. It's not bad. It's, not, it's bad. not bad. Well, you've torn mine down. Obviously, I'm going to have to pull yours down now, too, man. That's how this is. Is that works. how we do this? That's not yes, how we do this. Yes. Obviously. Right. Uh, up on the wall here, though, we've got a bunch of new shit, but I want, and this is a little selfish. That's okay. Uh, we have two pictures of Trish Stratus, one in a, uh, a leaf jersey. Showing a little skin around it. One in uh, a Raptors jersey, showing a little skin around it. Yeah. If you have, if you can locate, if you know 
of a place, you should send us a link to any other Trish Stratus with uh, different sports uniforms on. That's going to be the theme of the... Uh, a, a Blue Jays? You know, like, what we'd love we to see that, man. We'd love to see that. Okay. Well, then... But that... doesn't even have to be Toronto. If she ever, oh, like, just showed up God. to uh, whatever, a White Sox game... I was thinking Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah. Yeah. Minnesota Cougars at this point, right? Got a... Matt, I'm, I'm pretty fond of, of Trish Stratus. I get that. Yeah. I'm feeling it. So, speaking of Blink-182 songs, maybe we'll get you to, uh, to sing next. I'm feeling this. I don't know that one, man. You'll know it soon. I'll, uh, okay. I'll, I'll make sure. <laughs> okay. We'll get a karaoke version set up. Um, look, man, this has, uh, I know we have presented you with a bunch of different challenges as a it, not it, particularly techie guy. Is this also a tall can audio jersey over here? I see with 15 on the back. Yep. Red blacks. Okay. 15 is, red blacks. Is, uh, is that new as well? Um, picked it up, I think just before the pandemic, but then. Okay. Since I wasn't going anywhere, I wasn't going to any games, hung it up and, uh, this, you mean that, loves that. I can say, you mean that in a very general way. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere, man. That's, uh, that's how that goes. So yeah, that's up on the wall. We got a, man, we got a bunch of, uh, bunch of cool shit up. We got a new Jose Bautista bat flip. Joey Bats. Uh, yeah. Awesome. John Tavares, Olympic puck. Ah. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Prior to July 1st, 2018, you'd have probably loved it. Uh, probably. Yeah. So, uh, look, we got a bunch of stuff we can cover, but I will say, man, I know we set you up for, uh, for some difficult times trying to figure this out. It hasn't been all that much more fun over here. You got this great no, setup and totally, you're sitting totally there. Totally get it. Totally yeah, get it, man. It, and, and so it hasn't been, uh, it's been well, rough on everybody. Yeah. And it was nice to roll in here today. I brought, uh, you know, an eight pack of beer, Threw it in my little spot in the fridge. Beer, Matt beer had, shelf is yeah, cleared back. I, I see that you've kindly left the mustard and like a can of root beer still on the far end. I don't know who those belong to, but there's always been, you know, a little Heinz barbecue sauce or something sure. in there. So it's nice to see that you've, you've cleared me a little space there. I've uh, thrown a couple stuff back in there. So we're good to go. And it's a couple stuff. Yeah. A couple stuff. Double stuff. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Aaron. Hey, but just j- right. just before we do that, yep. And we talked about the hip songs. It, it's it's we just missed it last last week, two weeks ago. They released the 30th anniversary remastered Road Apples. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? I did. I'm on the mailing list. Okay. Yeah. CD. What was it? Vinyl, Vinyl, Blu-ray audio. So I think they've thrown some of that Saskadelphia stuff in there too. I'm not entirely sure. But not digital. You got to buy it. Okay. Then you have to find a device that will still play. (laughs) See, to me, and and I know you came in later to the discography and sort Mm -hmm. of worked your way back, backwards, forwards, right? right? You sort of did your thing. Where does Road Apple stand for you? Like top two, top three? Yeah. Of all okay. time. Look, I know you sort of bailed out late, not, but later on, you didn't love some of the later albums and you'd sort of lost touch with them a bit. I stayed in longer because that's sort of when I was discovering right. the band. And so even saying that as someone who found the band later, the, the earlier ones are clearly 
their best albums. Like, there's no denying that. I probably like the newer ones better than you do, but it's not to say they're better than Road Apples or better than Fully yeah, Completely. Yeah. But see, the, the the new stuff. Trouble the, at the Hen House. There's Trouble stuff at the Brew House. I, yeah, stuff I liked, right? Yeah. But it, it's more songs that I'm picking and choosing, you know, like uh, Poets or Music at Work or mm-hmm. Love is a First. How about Love is a Ghost? Yeah. Love is a curse. You can't walk around muttering "Love is a curse." You can't just blurt. Yeah. So anyway, curse. Anyway, so you know, "Love is a first. It's a good life if you don't weaken. These are things that I've sort of pulled. I enjoy these songs. Yeah. I am not intimately familiar with the entire. What did you think albums. of Phantom Porter? Because I think that was maybe the best one we got sent. Yeah, that I, was awesome. I, I also think that was the best one. Yeah. So <laughs> tip of that. Although. Cordelia sticks. I know, you, sticks. you're all about the Cordelia. Well, because I love Cordelia, right? <laughs> yeah, to yeah. me, that, that may be my favorite song yeah. off of the Road Apples album, right? <laughs> so it's a stretch. Right. But I like it. Yep. I like it. It's a little, it's a little nod to the, to the tune I like. Right. So anyways, that's, that's just, I agree with you. It, to me, it's, it's, it's in the top. It may be my favorite hip album. Uh, yeah. Man, when we went and saw... We didn't go together, but we both went and saw when they played the uh, Fully Completely album live uh, here in Ottawa. We did go together. Oh. Oh, the, okay. So we, we saw went, the same tour twice then. Yeah, we did see the same tour twice. Good call. Uh, yeah, you're right. You and I went in, in Oshawa. Yeah. Down at the uh, at the old um, GM Center and whatever the fuck they're calling it now. And the uh, then they played it again <coughs> up here at Blues Fest. So saw it what? twice. But to me, I don't know that I knew it at the time. Like, because I came in late... Those early albums, I wasn't buying them as albums, right? When they came out. And so you start to associate, like you've talked a bunch of times on the show about coming home from the bar and throwing on that album or whatever. And so you sort of, that's the way people used to listen to music. This is the newest album. You throw it in your CD changer in your car or at your house or whatever. And you associate that way. And I, later on. I have albums like that, right? That, that that I learned that way, but because I'm backfilling and getting into the band later, that's not the way I learned. And so it wasn't really until they did that tour where I was like, oh, this one's from Fully Completely. Oh, this one's from Fully Completely. Oh, this one's from... Oh, yeah. And you're like, this is incredible, right? It, like almost all their best songs are off, you know, these couple of, yeah. of albums. And so both of those... Um, those yep. times we saw them were fantastic. One was pouring rain, but they still put on a hell of a show. Well, and the beauty of that show is, and again, I've seen them enough. You've seen them more. It was raining so hard. The rain came down berserk. And it was an outdoor, <laughs> it was a festival. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, ah, uh, you know what, man? I, I'm thinking about bailing. Right. And I didn't. And the beauty of that is it's like a little wink and a nod from the music gods because that is the one and only time they played in, for me, that I saw, that they played long time running as an encore. Okay. I'd never seen them do it live. And so I stuck it out. Yeah. And mwah, chef's kiss, <laughs> they finished the show with long time running live. So to me, that was awesome. Well, I have no idea what the set list was supposed to be, but like they played that album and as soon as it was over... There was nothing else soft at all. They came at you, hit, 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 right. hit, encore, hit, 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 hit. And maybe that was always the plan. Maybe that was always the set list. Or maybe they went, okay, all these people are getting <laughs> drenched. Pounded. Let's just give them 
everything, right? Let's throw it all at the wall. It was an awesome show because you and I also went like two years before that. They played the same festival here in Ottawa and it wasn't very good. It was not a very well, good show. I, and, and Gord was at his highest. <laughs> yeah, and I just couldn't <laughs> understand shit. And, yes. and, and again, he's singing, um, I can't remember which it was, but it's a song I'd, I'd heard a thousand times and I'm work. like, it's the one I remember where it was like, oh. man, you don't sound anything like. Yeah, no, I know it was um, out at the speedway. Yeah, okay. You know, some, in this case, it was. Blow it high dough. Blow it high dough. And I, honestly, I couldn't understand what the hell he was talking about. It was high that. as a kite. Man. And it was the end of, it was it was an encore as yeah. well. But I'm like. This sucks. I don't know what Gord's talking and I, about. We had Jeff come with us to that one and it was supposed to be. Look, obviously Jeff's never going to change his mind, but he walked out. We went to a bar afterwards, me and him and, and his wife, and he was like, that wasn't very good, man. That sucked. Like, gave it a chance. And I had to be like, yeah, kind of sucked, right? It wasn't very good. Sometimes Gord's just... Oh, I had a great time. Yeah, no, it was a good time. I know you were off the, doing your own thing, but, you know, it, it wasn't a very good show. In my opinion, that was no. I one hundred percent agree with you. And yeah. Gord gets a little a little freelance, and, yeah. and, and if he's baked, yep, which he not, clearly was. You're not getting it because again, you, it, it becomes incoherent. Yep. But anyways, two years later, three years later, whatever that was, long time running. Yep. Mwah! Great. Perfect. Uh, less perfect. Yep. Aaron Rodgers. What a douche. Green Bay Packers. Uh, I'm sure most of you have seen the story. If you haven't, it flashes back to training camp. They're trying to get, you know, the NFL season up and running. And you'll recall they ran last year, um, but we didn't really have a vaccine yet. So everyone was getting tested constantly. It was just a different world. This year, they want to open things back up for the uh, 2021 season. They want to test less, all of these things. And so, you know, in theory, most of your athletes have had the chance to be fully vaccinated. And so at training camp. Or immunized. Immunized, apparently. Uh, or apparently not. Not at all. Yeah. At training camp for the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers, one of the marquee players in the NFL, is asked point blank by a reporter, have you been vaccinated? And his answer, yes, I've been immunized. Like, all right. And then, he, and then he immediately laterals into, yeah, most people, it's a big topic for most guys in the team. Like he sort of, not only does he, he drops the immunized mm -hmm. and then he continues to, he brings other people in. It's a big topic for everybody and everybody's concerned about it and right. really sort of layering on the, yeah, we're going to. He's sort of dancing away from yep. his direct question, yep. but staying on the topic. So he seems credible. And at the time. Look, I obviously didn't see the interview when it happened. I didn't want it. But had I been sitting there and someone asked him, have you been vaccinated? And he goes, yes, I've been immunized. I probably just go, okay. Like to me, that's a. Yeah. yeah I'm not digging any deeper than that. He's answered my question. Like what have you done? The Donald like, Trump Lysol thing? Right. Like well, what's happening <laughs> here? Like, bleach. In the yeah. <laughs> but to me, at the time, I don't know, immunized, vaccinated, close enough, right? Like he's probably saying, yes, this is how. And that's what he wanted. Right. He's misled you. And what turns out is that he's got a homeopath, which is apparently far more respected than every other doctor and scientist yeah. on the uh, around the world right now. Relax. Uh, it comes out, <laughs> homie, 
psychopath, um, that, oh, no, I'm not vaccinated. I have a homeopath and uh, I've yeah. been immunized. And the vaccine, he goes on and on in this interview when it comes, he, he calls into the, the Pat McAfee. I've, he's doing color for WWE, but I guess he's also got a sports talk show. I've heard the name. I, I don't know the guy. Sounds legitimate. Sure, man. <laughs> um, so he phones in after people find out that he's tested positive and that he has not been vaccinated and his uh, immunization talk came from his homeopath. And I'm going to pour a little of this out from my dead homeopaths. <laughs> exactly. So this is a guy where it's one thing to lie to the media. It's still shit. Yeah. Like you can't do it. But you have led your teammates astray. Right. Um, there are still policies in place where the unvaccinated players are supposed to wear a mask yeah. when they're doing press conferences with the media. But because you've said you're immunized, yeah. people assume, oh, okay. But no, you're not. And as he sits there saying, and he, when he goes, the reason I brought up the Pat McAfee show where he goes on and talks afterwards all about this and kind of buries himself like an idiot, he says, well, what's the point of these vaccines? All these vaccinated people keep testing positive you just tested positive. What did your homeopath do for you? What was your immunization that you're looking down your nose on everybody about? Look, you and I have both been around team sports for a very long time. What do you make of this in the sense that, look, obviously you lied to the media and that's dog shit, but what do you think that locker room looks like right now? Well, and it's the masking protocol, which is what, which is what really drew me to this too. That there's a lot of bullshit liars mm -hmm. and whatever else, but it's the idea that, yeah, I've said I'm immunized, even though I know that's a bit of a Pinocchio <laughs> deal, right? And and but I, I'm going to live all the the luxuries that that come with being a I'm vaccinated. Being free, player. I'm vaccinated. And so the deal is, and again, I, I'm sorry, Aaron Rodgers who likes to come across and likes to put himself out there as borderline fucking genius guy. Yeah. You know Would the- Would be Jeopardy host. Yeah. You know the difference between vaccinated people who get COVID versus non-vaccinated people who get it mm -hmm. is different, right? Yeah. You may still get it. Yeah. All the drug agencies say- 90%, 94% efficacy, right? Well, not all 100. of those, I, I know you know, but for our listener, no one said on any front with these vaccines, you won't get COVID. It's that you won't get sick from COVID. That's right. what the 90% means, right? You could still test positive, but right. it's going to keep you out of the hospital and God bless you. It'll keep you out of the goddamn morgue. Yeah. You can't tell people what they don't know. <laughs> or, or maybe you can't, yeah. <laughs> but so, but to me, what it came down to at the beginning of the season and doubling back to your initial question was they talk about if this causes people, causes teams to lose games, hmm. to lose, you know, income, all these things, I'm pissed. Yep. I'm pissed at this. And not only that, 
you now sit out for 10 days after losing week one, they've reeled off like seven or eight wins in a row. Yes. They now have to go to a lesser option at the most vital Yeah, this isn't your left tackle or... (laughs) This is it, you know. It's your starting QB. And so not only am I pissed that, that you've lied and you've, you've brought this into the locker room, but now I have a lesser chance to win come Sunday. Yep. So it's wham, wham, wham. You are letting me down on so many levels and you want to be the leader. And, and we all talk about it. Unlike other sports in football, the quarterback is the de facto leader. It doesn't matter what this guy does or what his mm-hmm. personality is. This is the guy who, who makes and breaks your, your game. Right. And he's fucking let us down. I'm pissed off. When he's lied. It's not even like, to me, there's something Right about, to my face. Yeah. There's something about if we're in the locker room together, we're in the foxhole together and we go to battle, all this sort of, even if I can get my head around the fact that you lied to the media, you've been walking around our locker room pretending to be something that you're not. And, you know, whatever the percentage is in the NFL um, of guys who are vaccinated versus... Even the guys who are unvaccinated have been like, I've been wearing a fucking mask all year yeah. and you're walk like you're kind of getting it from all sides, right? Like yeah. this is bullshit. I I can't imagine a guy who You don't want to vaccinate? Man up and say I'm not just vaccinated. Just be honest. This is it. There was a, a, a headline from MSNBC that really pissed me off. And I threw it out there on Twitter that was um Aaron Rodgers outsmarts media and gets through half the season unvaccinated. Like he didn't outsmart anybody. He lied. Yeah. Those are different things. Do not give him credit for being more clever yeah. or smart. He just lied to everybody. Yeah. Those are different things. He didn't outsmart you with some Well, and I agree with you 100% that if if you were there and and you he said, "Yes, I'm immunized." And you're like, oh, okay, because because really, that's what you would say yes. if you went for a flu shot or you went for right. you. You'd be like, yeah, it's immunization, right? We're we're taking yeah. When care you go, this. when you put your kids, whatever, before they go to school, have they had their immunizations? Like, and, if and, and if somebody, if if you were legitimately vaccinated, yeah, and somebody said to me, well, can I ask for clarification on that? Or you did you get the right. vax? Did you get the vaccine? Did right. you actually get? Well, what did I just say to you? Right. So I, I want you to tell me clearly. That was a well-crafted yeah. response. And it just makes for problems down the road where I don't believe you or I don't believe the next athlete. Mm-hmm. I don't believe the next president, whatever the deal is, <laughs> right? Where you go, no, man, ask, answer the question directly. Have you got the vaccine? But like, I'm sure you've seen the clip too. It seemed like he, like in the moment... It felt like he did answer it directly. I, I know. And I, I don't disagree with what you said when yeah. people are like, hey, did you, have you got the vaccine? Yeah. Yes, I've been, I've been, I've been and, and to me. Maybe you and I just use different terms. You're well, like, all right, good enough. Well, and, and, and the way he transitions into, yeah, because it's a big deal and it's a big deal for a lot of people. Right. And there's lots of talk. Like he just sort of, yes, I've answered it and I've transitioned yeah, into. On into how big a deal this is. And so you're like, yes, immunized, big deal. Yeah. Bang, 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 plus, plus, meeks. Yes, vaccinated. Right. Douchebag. Douchebag. Uh, I know you didn't have a chance to, oh, I shouldn't say I know, I assume you didn't have a chance to catch UFC 268 on uh, on Saturday night, 
But Kamaru Usman takes down Kobe Covington um, for the second time, but it's another unreal fight. And it goes to the judges. UD. Uh, yeah, and on the heels of a very similar fight between Rosanami Yunus and Zhang Wei Li, and both of them are like kind of close. There's a couple of rounds where you're like, ah, I could see that going either way. But you have that champion's advantage, yeah. right? If you don't clearly beat the champ, then you don't take the strap. You want to beat the, the man? You got to beat the man. That's right, man. So one of the things that in the post-fight press conference, they asked Dana White, and he's a promoter, so he says what he has to say. But is at this point, Kamaru Usman, you know, the best pound-for-pound fighter in the UFC? And, and that's a fair enough question, but also the greatest welterweight of all time. And I know you haven't had a chance to see Usman as much as, as I have here throughout the last little bit, but... Obviously, the question is, really, do you think Usman is better than GSP? Now, if I'm Dana White, I was sort of annoyed with the way GSP, you know, over the last year or two or three of his career, he was in, he was out, he was retired, he was back, he's a middleweight now. He's There was some friction there. But even more than that, I'm a promoter. The guy who's still here and yeah, fighting yeah. now, For I'm sure. going to tell everybody, best in the world. Yeah, Next time he fights, buy that pay-per-view. You're, you're going to want to see that. But if we're being real, Usman has won 15 in a row in the UFC. He's 19-1 and one as a pro, but 15-0 in the UFC, one fight away from the all-time record held by Anderson Silva, who went 16-0 and 0 before being destroyed by, uh, by Chris Weidman. Chris Weidman? Chris Weidman. Yep. There's an yep. NHL defenseman, same name, yeah, close no, name. This is Chris Weidman. Yeah. Who also had the disc replacement in his neck. Yep, that we're going to get to. Look uh, for him later. Yeah, exactly. So we're having that conversation now. There are multiple conversations. Is it that he is the best pound-for-pound fighter in the world right now? I think we can have that discussion. Is he the best welterweight of all time? I think we're probably at a point where we can have that conversation because this division is very deep again right now. And he sort of lapped it. Yep. But what do we think of a guy like Usman and just sort of this idea that, you know, is 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 15 and 0. I assume if Leon Edwards wins on December 11th, that's his next fight. Right. If he goes 16 and 0 there, are we having a conversation about the best of all time already? And and just, you know, how do we what does it take for you? To look at a fighter and go, yeah, that guy is now in the conversation. Yeah. Well, he's in the conversation now. Yeah. But um, it's it's interesting because I don't think you have a Newsman if you don't have a GSP first. Hmm. Right? In terms of you look at the way that the two of them go and how they conduct their business in the ring, um, the, the ability to control fights, the ability to do whatever you do and do it exceptionally well. Yeah. Um. Coming into, you know, you and I, uh, maybe last summer, uh, like we're talking 14, 15 months ago, right. when we watched that Fight Island fight, which was uh, Usman Masvidal, right. uh, Masvidal on short notice, and it was boring as shit, that fight. Yep. And and Usman just controlled him, controlled him. at that him. point, we're still talking about very GSP-esque. Right. And so all that's happened before that was... I think he broke Covington's jaw in the fight. Since then, you mean, yeah. 
No, before that. Uh, the Covington was, jawbreak was, uh. Was the fight before the Masvidal yeah, yeah, that's fight. Right, that's right. And then there was the Masvidal fight. And then there was, he fought Masvidal again, knocked him out. He fought, and I can't remember, a Burns. Yes. F- knocked Burns out. And so it was three finishes. of his last four fights had finishes. Yeah. And so you're like, okay. And then the, the, the unanimous decision last night. And you know what? If it's a good fight and I didn't see it. All right. Um, yeah, you, you clearly talk about it, but to me it's, it's, yeah, I don't take the words of a promoter. No. Too much. And I did like doubling back to the, to the opener, my, my, my version of, uh, you know, it's time. That, that wasn't too bad, <laughs> right? pretty good. An, an impromptu good. In, in it's time. And so it's, uh, um, so yeah, there's all, I got time for it. For sure, because he has cleaned out this division. Right. And, like and, Dana and, saying, greatest of all time, get out of here. But he is 15 and 0. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and so. now real people, like you have to have the conversation. Right? To me at one point, GSP was 20 and 2, mm-hmm. right? And and so. And he hasn't yet matched GSP's title defense string, right? Like GSP wasn't undefeated all the way through coming up. He had a loss or two. But once he had the title, I think it was eight or nine straight. Well, and you know what? You guys, when uh, Creech and Bundo were in here, you were talking about uh, where you'd like to see a fight, if you could yes. time machine, blah, blah, blah. And you guys all had great answers. And um, Especially since I'd already seen their dream fight. Yeah. Well, and You were there. I was there with you. Yeah. Um, to me, there's two things. One of, one of you guys were talking about uh, going to Hawaii Right. And it made me think of, remember the, remember the uh, 10, 12 years ago, the Bodog fights? Yeah. Which, okay. which used to happen on the beach. Yes. It, and the ring was That's covered. That's right. Yeah. And, and there was very few fans. It was all yep. pay-per-view. That's what that made me think of. Um, bash at the beach, WCW, man. And so if I could, <laughs> if I was thinking, if I could go back and see a fight, I want to, I want to be at the, at the Matt Hughes GSP head kick fight. Okay. That's the fight I want to see. I want to see it live because at that point, whether that was the trilogy fight or that was the second in the trilogy, mm-hmm. that was fucking dynamite. And that was like jump out of your seat, like point at the TV kind of thing. And if I could see that live, that was in Vegas. So that's what I'd like to go back to just to totally take you off track. Here. Sure. I, look, when I watched that fight, it, it was very... um or watch the the pay-per-view 268 there on Saturday night. I, I know you don't love these comparisons and, and rightfully so, but it screamed pro wrestling in the prelims, six straight finishes. And then you opened the pay-per-view because you don't know that when you book the card, right? When right. you program who's going first, you don't know how this is all going to go. But the prelims go with six straight finishes. And then you open the pay-per-view with what I think all three of us agreed on that preview show last episode was going to be fight of the night with Gaethje, Gaethje and Chandler. And it was incredible. It was one of the greatest fights I've ever seen in my life. And, um. Well, cause Justin Gaethje jokes up the fight. It's action. It's all always the time. action. Right. And he wore out. I can't remember if I said it on our show. I'd also been invited on the Dine sports podcast to talk about this, this, uh, it was fun, man. I'll, I'll be honest with you. One of the things as we've sort of built our audience and built with the guests, we've brought in guests here and I serve up the football, right? It's my job to distribute and, and get it around to everybody. 
but for whatever reason, it's also led to increased visibility and I get asked to go and now guest on some shows and now I'm the one who I'm holding the football, right? I'm going to run with it. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. And so I said, watch the leg kicks with Gaethje because Chandler can throw them, but Gaethje loves to throw those low kicks early on and Chandler's never shown an ability to defend those. And by the end of the fight, Chandler's face was messed up, but his leg looked like it was ready to be amputated the way Gaethje just, and so he would switch back to that southpaw stance to try and get that leg away, but now he couldn't throw anything. And so Gaethje would just tackle him to the ground. That was fight of the night. And the only reason I bring up the pro wrestling thing is there's no prelims in pro wrestling. When you bring people into the building, you would throw out the cruiserweights, right? Rey Mysterio and Chris Jericho or something. Because it's going to be, yes, crazy action. Crowd is hot. Fire everybody up. And so I was shocked, honestly, man, that this fight was first on the pay-per-view. To me, it was the third most important fight. It was the featured fight behind the two title fights. And so I assumed it would go on third from the top. They put it on first. And I think that would have made a ton of sense had the prelims not already lit the world on fire. Then this fight also lit the world on fire. Then you had kind of two or three, eh, like they weren't that good. And then both of the title fights were great, but both went to the cards and um, in 95 available minutes on pay-per-view, right? You have 25 and 50 for the two title fights and then the three 15-minute fights. There's 93 minutes and 50 seconds of action. So all of them almost went to the judges, but it wasn't... You've you've seen enough cards, man. When when all of the, the fights on a main card go to the judges like that, yeah. it can be brutal. This wasn't like that. This, there was a ton of action... Gaethje and Chandler go the distance. Usman and Covington go the distance. Rose and Zhang go the distance, but with tons of action across. I know I keep saying it on the the preview shows. The personalities may be down, but I don't know if the fights have ever been better. Well, it continues to evolve, right? Yeah. And everybody is is better all the time. I heard you and Amy talking about it, breaking it down, (laughs) right? The idea that there is no more... Or you and Mendez, I can't remember. It was you and some non-fight fan. Sure. The idea of uh, boxer, Mendes, yeah. wrestler, you know, blah, and see how it shakes out. Right. Gone, right? Everybody does everything. Mm-hmm. And so you see the continued evolution of this complete complete fighter. Right. This, this sort of idea. And so, yeah, you're right. I... I didn't see it. And Do you, you miss it? And you look. You through, used to be big into the fights. That's yeah, it's true. Um, I do miss it. I do like to watch. Yeah. I, I do like the idea of like everybody's situation evolves a bit. You don't live with anyone else who is enjoying that sort of sport and who actually isn't physically just turning their head away from the screen, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I do miss it. Right, I, you miss the idea of. Of, of the absolute skill that's involved. Yeah. Like people want to focus on the, what they deem to be the barbarity of it. Yeah. Right. When the reality is it's two super skilled mm-hmm. athletes getting in and yeah, somebody gets knocked out. Frankie Edgar, head kick. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Just vote. front kick, like front right kick. up the middle. Jesus. And Frankie. That's probably the end of his career. I was just going to say, it's probably time for you, like Cowboy Cerrone, maybe (laughs) the two of you can just like. (laughs) Um, But yeah, those things happen and you look at it and go, woof. But to pull that off, that's video game shit. Mm -hmm. To pull that off while somebody else is trying to take your head off is is incredible. And so to me, 
people need to focus more on the athleticism and less on the barbarity. Yeah. Um, look, it, it's the sport continues to evolve. I, I don't know that I've ever been more engaged as I am right now. Um, and there's another good card coming at you on uh, on December 11th as they're going to start to sort out that lightweight division, which is absolutely just stacked right now. Uh, so it'll be Oliveira versus Dustin Poirier, who's taking his time to uh, make some money off Conor McGregor's name, and now he'll turn around and take a run at the title, and, and that'll be cool too. I assume Justin Gaethje will be the guy who gets the winner, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, look, we want to talk a little bit of hockey. We finally saw the end of the Jack Eichel saga. The Buffalo Sabres trade him, and for some reason, a third-round pick to uh, Las Vegas for Peyton Krebs, for Alex Tuck, a first-round pick, and their third, I believe, yep. uh, was the deal. Let me ask you this before we talk about the actual trade. Is there, just in terms of lifestyle... In terms of what things look like, where you live, what's available to you, can you think of anywhere in the NHL that is a further fall from Las Vegas to Buffalo? Is there a harder tumble if you're Peyton Krebs or Alex talked to Man, I'm living here. The strip is available if I want it. There's palm trees in my backyard. Some of these guys, even if they're not always partying and drinking, you just show up on the rooftop pool of some of these resorts, uh, and there's always very nice scenery hanging around. Scenery. Now you're off to Buffalo. Yeah, well. There's I, less scenery in <laughs> I, I can't speak to for Peyton Krebs, but Alex Tuck is from Syracuse. Yeah. Like he's just a total trip away on the on the interstate there. Right. He we've is, taken that interstate. Yeah. And past the Finger Lakes. It's really it's, <laughs> quite, it's quite it's quite beautiful there. Right. Um but yeah, if 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 somebody's gotta do it, you know, it's it's it, it's not that bad that it's it's Alex Tuck because he's a guy from from the state, right? He's coming home. Well, and he but Kevin is, Adams, GM of the the Sabres, just before this trade was like we want people who badly want to be here. I'm like, does that person exist? Is there anyone who badly wants to be a Buffalo? Yes, yeah, Ryan O'Reilly. Oh no, wait, uh, it's Robin Leonard. Oh, wait, no, it's wasn't uh, Patrick Berglund. Yeah, yes. there's there's a there's a bunch of <laughs> what happened to that guy? He got traded. And I know, then instantly uh, retired. I know, but I'm just like, nah. I don't wish to be a Buffalo Saver. <laughs> um, if you look at I it, feel you, Patrick Berglund. And, and not only that, it's it's, and we can get to this, but. It's the cutthroat nature. With no, no. The, Answer the question. Is there a harder tumble than from Vegas to Buffalo? Looking around oh, Anaheim, Tampa, know, maybe, uh, some of these high end. Like, I don't know what the top. Yeah, yeah. I, I certainly understand what you're saying. Yeah. It, it does seem Can like. Can you think of a worse tumble? No, there, there isn't one. There really isn't. <laughs> and that's that's the city and that's the. The franchise. The, the franchise and the. And the and the potential that they have, yeah, uh, no, that it's it's on well, all. Even like Darlene, the fans are like, he's never gonna, yeah, like he's his never numbers gonna be aren't good. One. He was supposed to be our once in a lifetime, yeah, doesn't look like it. Well, and and then you look at uh, Powers, who's coming, who Owen I th- Powers, yeah, who I think is going to be very much the same. He's not going to be, 
He's not going to be a Makar or... Doesn't look... Yeah, he, no. He's, he's going to be sort of your, hey, man, I'm Might a... Might be your I'm world th- junior captain this year. I'm a 3-4, right? right? And so you're like, ah. when you're picking one, you want to pick a McDavid. You want to pick a Matthews. You want to get something from sure. that, a McKinnon, whatever that is, mm-hmm. right? That This is what you're hoping to grab with your one. So, yeah, it sucks that, you know, you ended up with a Heesher like... <laughs> <laughs> pick up in your number one. Only slightly better than the Dig. Or yeah, the, uh, well, for sure. Hey, yeah, yeah it, it is one of those things where, um, but if you look at the way Vegas has gone about this business, because to me, Alex Tuck wanted to be a Vegas Golden Knight. Yeah. A- and they are a low tax state, mm-hmm. right? You're signing so on. Michael is super pumped. Yeah. My well, 10 million is 10 million. My 10 million is actually so much more. Yeah. Um, whereas guys like Tuck, and, and if you look at the way that went with, uh, Fleury who, who signed there, who wanted, who wanted to retire a night and you're like, mm-hmm. oh no, no, they brought in Robin Leonard and. They're pretty ruthless. Tuck, and, and, and what is it? Schultz. Nate, Nate Schmidt, Schmidt. Nate Schmidt. Who got, who was. See you, bud. Yeah. You're out and you're like, oh, but. Yeah. And so it's, it's, they are so all in and you sent that tweet along from Chris Peters. Well, uh, you know, I'll, I'll vamp here a little if you think you can pull it off, but just in terms of what they've done with their first round picks since 2017, yeah. I guess when they came into the league and, um, Nick Suzuki gets traded away, right? Cody uh, Glass. Cody Glass gets traded away. Now Peyton Krebs gets traded Eric away. Brandstrom. Eric Brandstrom gets traded. All of this that they do, like, they're not bad trades. They do keep selling their future, but they get Pacioretty. They get Stone. They almost got... Eric Carlson, um, and now they get, they get Jack, Jack Eichel. Eichel. It's, uh, you know, you and I talked about this maybe just last week. I, I love that they're this aggressive when you come in. They're almost staring down a Pittsburgh Penguin sort of, oh my God, when this crashes, it's going to crash hard. Really hard. But when you're trying to build a fan base, I almost wonder if this isn't a better, instead of being shit, while the hype is there, right, and everybody's excited that you have a team, they come out for their first game and you get pounded 7-2 by, like, everybody. No, we're going for it. We're all in. We bring in Petrangelo and Pacioretty and Stone and Flurry and uh, now well, Eichel. That first line that they had in that first year that was that w- that ran Smith, wild. Marcia so and, uh, and Carlson. Carlson. Yeah. Is now your second line behind yeah. the completely rebuilt Eichel, Stone, and Pacioretty. Right. Like, to me... I, I don't know that this is the wrong strategy, right? Get everyone hooked. And now maybe you have hardcore fans more prepared to put up with the inevitable crash and rebuild as opposed to being awful right off the hop and not locking in those fans. I, I kind of dig the idea that they keep going for this. And I do wonder, like this isn't, to me, he's not going to be out long enough. Stone's not going to be out long. Like, I don't know what's going to happen in February or March or whatever when they have to make enough room for everyone to come off LTIR and play. Someone else has to go, but... I hope it's a defenseman and he comes to Ottawa. I hope that another, happens. Another one? Yeah. No, but like, I, I still like, love, like Braden McNabb. How about that? We'll take that sure. guy. I actually still really like Eric Brandstrom. I can't believe he's not getting more. And maybe the clock's ticking there. It probably is. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think Ottawa... Could well, probably afford to give him uh, yeah, the, the most recent piece by Graham Nichols it's, indicating the worst pairings that the Sens have thrown out. Like you got to get Randstrom back well, in there. It's, it's, it, and just in a, yeah. it, it, it strictly comes down to 
whoever whoever greenlit the signing of Michael Delzato for two years. Which we should have a new show, a new quiz, a new segment on the pod. Which Pierre fucked it up. I think that's got to be Maguire. That's a Maguire for sure. Yeah, and because when Delzato says, I came here for Pierre Maguire. Oof. Yeah, and you're don't like, say that. If, don't say if that. I'm Pierre Maguire, I'm like, oh my God, man. Please don't talk. Anymore. Yeah. Like that's a guy who was on, who was making the minimum in Columbus last year and you've given him <laughs> two year at like 2 million, like yeah. a, a big raise yeah. and, and the, and the, and guy can't play like Ottawa. And I know we'll get back to Vegas. Yeah, yeah for sure. Ottawa has, you got, you got Shabbat and Zub and I love those two together. Yep. And it's, it's. Oh no, it's terrible. It's. Oh my God. It's, it's guys who are, Hey, that guy's useful if he has somebody steady with him, but you're trying to support guys with guys who need support. Well, would it surprise you? And maybe you've been on Twitter and and saw it today. Like I said, Graham Nichols, friend of the show at sixth sense, if you're not following along, he put out in terms of Ottawa is currently giving up the most shots per 60 at 67 Shots per uh, five on five shots per six. He had 67 or whatever. So Zub and Shabbat are still giving up 54 per 60, which is not good, but it's better than the rest of the team. Would you like to take a stab at the second most reliable pairing? And there's like 14 pairings, right? Because everybody's been mixed a hundred times. Would you like to take a stab at who's the second best? Is Nick Holden on it? Yes. Uh, Nick Holden and Zaitsev. No, Zaitsev has been the anchor. It's Nick Holden and Josh Brown. Oh, well, see, <laughs> see, Zaitsev is a guy who... and I think and, you and I both liked the Mete pickup. It's not going well this year. It's not going well this year. <laughs> no. and, and like the other night they were talking about Mete and Brown. Right. There were 22 shots directed towards Ottawa's net when they, when they were on the ice. Mm-hmm. One towards the opposition <laughs> net when those guys were on the Not ice. Good. That's fucking brutal, man. And and and, and so uh, we were all prepared, right? Uh, uh, well, most Sens fans were prepared for placeholders, mm-hmm. right? JBD Sanderson, Lassie Thompson, yeah, whatever's coming yeah. da- down the road. But man, that's not this year. Oh, there was a lot of people awfully optimistic <laughs> this year. Okay, right? but it's not this year. It's well, clearly it, it's not happening this year, and you've brought in guys. So last year you had Good Branson, mm. Coburn, Bad Branson, Brown, and yeah, <laughs> and, and then you signed Mete, mm-hmm. and then this year you brought in Delzato. That's fucking brutal pro scouting. Yes, and th- so it's fine to go. Yeah, we need stopgap measures. You need dudes who can play. Yeah, like this is horrible. Well, and you think back to Melnick, you know, doing whatever he does, right? Throwing out his, his rips at Toronto. Looks like somebody forgot defense. And then you traded for the guy who runs their, or not traded for, signed the coach who ran their defense and traded for Zaitsev. Well, and who loves, <laughs> who loves Zaitsev, yes. right? Like Zaitsev gets scratched the other night and it was a scratch. Yeah. But DJ Smith comes out and says... Oh, he's got, he's got a bit of the sniffles. He's got a cold. And I, I get it. That's sure. a coach looking out for a vet. Yeah. Doesn't say, hey, man, he's been brutal. But when you heard Graham Nichols, and Graham Nichols put it very nicely on the preview show where he's like, that's where, you know, Zaitsev's where plays sort of go to die. And and, and I'm going to take it one step further. Zaitsev could play without a stick. 
Like if he <laughs> if if he gets hit with the puck, it's great. If he gets in somebody's way, right. it's great. Anything else, it's fucking chaos. Like he can't get the puck out. It's it's honestly it's brutal. And so we only got him for two more years, I think. So yes. after this, yeah. So, anyways, Brandstrom, sorry, buddy, you're on a two way contract. But clearly, his coach doesn't like him. And the coach doesn't like him. But you know what? If if part of your problem is you can't have two five foot nine defensemen on your team, you gotta you gotta wave Mate. Hmm. You bring Brands because to me, Brandstrom does the offense. You He's can't got a better upside. You can't have Del Zotto no. as your second power play quarterback. <laughs> like, what the fuck is happening there? Well, we saw Brandstrom last year, despite the limited minutes he was being given. Look pretty good on the power play. Yeah. So to me, it's 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 comes down to you signed Del Zotto for not just this year, no, nope. next year, and you need to sort of nobody's getting traded out of here, so you can start <laughs> waving guys and and paying them to play in in Belleville, but yeah, to me, Be- Brandstrom is the only way to go, and I agree. You put Zaitsev with Shabbat, it's a bit of an anchor for Shabbat, but you know what? He maybe he's the only guy who can float it. This is it. Then you do Zub and Branstrom, which is what you finished the last 10 yeah. games of last year with. Yeah. And then you have Holden and blank. Holden and Brown. Apparently uh, your second best pair. Other fucking anchor. <laughs> so, and you go from there. But that's, to me, it's, it's, you've done a shitty job and you need to move forward now. You need to go out and acquire another. I don't trust anybody in that organization to make that pro scouting decision. Yeah, well, and this is the thing, right? For a long time, we've looked at that team as being a great amateur scouting team, but maybe not a great pro scouting team. But Brandstrom, as we circle back to, to make a full point, is is another one of those first-round picks that they've just been fine to deal away out of Vegas. And honestly, I don't know that any of them have turned out... Like, look, it looks like Nick Suzuki's going to be yeah, a I, pretty good player. I, I want to wait and see what Nick Suzuki does. Okay, but... If you're looking to just build and build and build, to me, this is a really, you know, if you want to contend fast, it's a different strategy. Not one of us sat, look, we've talked about this before. When they did the expansion draft in Vegas, nobody looked at that team and said, go into the cup final this year. Nobody. And yet they did. And so they went, oh, okay. Like, let's start adding. And it's Mark Stone and it's Pacioretty. And now it's Jack Eichel and... Petrangelo. We talked. Yeah, Petrangelo for sure, man. And we talked... I don't know what's going to have to happen before Eichel gets healthy to make room for him to play on that roster. Someone else is going out the door. But, like, we talked about... And I wonder if you feel differently now. and, And really, we haven't seen anything to make you feel different. But we... I said, like, would you be interested as a Senators fan in getting Jack Eichel. And you said, no, because there's a lot of baggage that goes with that. Plus, we don't know with the health. I assume the health is going to be fine. The baggage stuff, we'll see. Maybe it was just a shit organization and he turns out to be fine. When you look at this deal, is there any sort of secondary, eh, like, do you think this is good for Vegas? As a guy who said, I wouldn't want that guy to come to Ottawa. Yeah, I, I think this is absolutely a swing for the fences deal for Vegas. To me, they've given up Tuck, who is a 50-point guy. Yep. He's one of those guys, when you watch him, he skates like the wind. He's 
unbelievable. He forechecks really well. And you always think he could score more. Mm-hmm. He should get more. But he is a default 50-point guy. Yeah. 20 goals. 30 assists. Yeah. Like He's right yeah. in that range. And yeah. so uh, Krebs, we'll see. Right? Supposed Canadian, to be O'Reilly light. C- Canadian World Junior guy. I find that that always makes both you and I overvalue that. Yeah, of course <laughs> it does. Player. Of course it does. <laughs> um, but... We'll see what they get from that. And Vegas' first pick, it's going to be in the 20s somewhere, right? So it's... Can you believe Buffalo let them protect that top 10? Yeah, it seems weird. But it's to me, it's one of those things where you're like... I'm giving you Jack Eichel. Yeah. And I, I feel like you and I value Eichel a little differently at this point. I still think that guy can be a 100-point yeah. top end center to go... I don't know if we suck this year. Jack Eichel is a guy who... And I don't like him and I don't want him. Yeah. But he is a guy, I don't know how many, if, if he's healthy. and Top 10 player for me. Man. For sure. Yeah. I, I'm going to say I could maybe come up with five guys, talent-wise. Yeah, if he bounces back to what he's supposed to be, playing between Stone and Pacioretty, right. look the fuck out. Well, and, and so to me, that that is the deal. But there is still some asterisks mm-hmm. on the health, and there's asterisks on asterisks. You know, on on him being a bit of a, a douche, and so how Maybe. Do, how well how does it look now? How does he slide in? Is he twenty five and he's mature enough now? That he's going to slide in, and, and maybe with better structure, right? And he's going to be a, he's going to be a secondary team. leader, and a number one center with actual top line players and support behind him, like you mentioned, that Marcia so Carlson Smith line that was their number one line in year one is now their number two line, and no one would think any different. Like, of course, Patcher Eddie Stone and Eichel is a better line, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden. That team gets scary. Yeah. And this is all I'm saying is there are enough ifs. Yeah. Still. And yeah. you feel pretty good, right? You feel, I, I like this a lot for not, Vegas. For sure. I, I do too, right? Because to me, Pacioretty is, he's got a year or two before his yes. his worth goes out. And, yeah. and Stone has, you know, two or three more before his skating gets to a spot. So to me, it doesn't matter. Eichel's got four. Take your swing. Yeah, like this is a nice window that they've lengthened. They've got Leonard, if he can stay healthy. Yep. Uh, we'll see how they manage the rest of the cap. Right. And and people will tell you, you know, that this is now they've taken the Toronto model, right? And they've sort of gone, they're top heavy. They're pretty top heavy. Yeah. Um, But they've also sort of in there for Petrangelo's well, in there. They've taken the Toronto model before Toronto did. Like they've, for the last... Both of the last two years, they've had to play games down skaters. Yeah, yeah. I, I meant, I meant wicked top heavy. X, yeah, X amount of Petrangelo, cap contributed Eichel, to yeah. Stone, yeah, Pacioretty. Yeah, and so do you like that? If you want to take the Morgan Riley, yeah, you know Matthews, Marner, Tavares, right? Nylander, if, yeah. If you want to sort of compare that, Theodore, Petrangelo, right? When you start to, yeah, Leonard. Eichel, what do you Pash like? What do you like more? Right. And so yeah. I, I agree, but I don't think it's a matter of Buffalo just took a shit deal. To me, I'm not sure if there was a better deal, they would have taken it. Right. And we've been seven months into this. Yep. So to me, people want to, they want to heap shit on Kevin Adams. Sure do. But what do you think is happening? If there was a better deal, he would have taken it. Do you. 
have any, look, you, neither one of us, people will be shocked to learn this, man, have medical degrees. Um, wow. <laughs> Degree? You want to you want to dice on that? I it, don't know. It feels like you, you referenced earlier, you were a bit of a tease, very nice broadcast move, a different Chris Weidman, right? Uh, former KHL defenseman of the year. There's also a Chris Weidman in the UFC who defeated Anderson Silva. And he had this, this surgery that Jack Eichel would prefer to have. And look, essentially the deal is one surgery fuses the discs together in your spine. And apparently every like 10 years you have to do it again. And it kind of sucks. The other one is a disc replacement. They put an artificial disc in and essentially if you're not a top end pro athlete, that's it. You just carry on with your life and, and you know, like so many other things now, right? Artificially replaced and you care. There's never been an NHL player who's done the disc replacement. There has been a UFC fighter who needed his athleticism every bit as much as Jack Eichel needed his. Um, and he, I Several wonder... Several NFL players as well. Yeah. And I wonder if that's what limited it. Like maybe there were better deals out there, but from teams who said... Yeah, but you're going to do the traditional disc fusion right. ceremony, or ceremony, <laughs> surgery. <laughs> it's a ceremony, of yeah. course, as opposed to Vegas, who went, no, Calate. if you come here, we will let you do the surgery your way with your doctor. You've yeah. researched this enough times um, and, and in depth enough. Is that going to be the new... The new model, obviously this is going to be negotiated in the next CBA. The teams don't get control of your body that you do, but I, I don't know, man, maybe this wasn't the best deal hockey wise. It was the best deal that Eichel was going to go along with. Right. And, and he wasn't taking any other deal. No. So. You can send me there, but I'm going to act the exact same way when I get there. So. Right. Which makes other teams go, hi, Fuck you. forget about it. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, and he was adamant. Yeah. He feels like he's done the research. He feels like and and again, it makes it only makes total sense, right? Watching on whether it was 32 thoughts last night during or Saturday night during hockey night, drastically diminished segment. Yeah, well, Jeff Merrick. I like him as a host. Yeah. Don't love him as an insider. Yeah. So, but but to me, the conversation he had with Chris Weidman, UFC fighter, was, was telling, right? When, when Weidman said, unbelievable, right? He endorsed it so- I feel great. Yeah. Like um, back to normal- Before I within, smashed my leg apart. Within, yeah. <laughs> well, when- No one promised this disc replacement would yeah, save your shin. Exactly. <laughs> Wasn't going to make it flop around. No. <laughs> What's happening there? Um, yeah. that. So to me, that was interesting, right? The endorsement that a guy who is, you know, getting slammed to the- to the ground, who yeah. is getting punched in the head, whose neck is taking a pile of whiplash. Yeah, there's no argument that says Chris Weidman's sport is less physical than Jack Eichel's. Right. So to me, I, I feel, but there are a pile of doctors who still say mm -hmm. experimental, mm -hmm. not sure, right? But at the end of the day, it only makes sense. I don't care if the Sabres are paying Eichel 10 million bucks. Right. It's his body. Yeah. And he gets to say what happens with it. Well, contractually, apparently he didn't. Yeah. And and so to me, and I think Elliot talked about it on Saturday night as well, that that is, that is really going to be a big deal it's in the next CBA. Yeah. 
Anything else for this one, man? No, uh, let me see. Let me see. Uh, don't think so, man. Don't think so. Although, interesting to see. If I was to ask you just briefly, mm-hmm. how many teams have scored more than 40 goals in the NHL this year? We're 10 games in. Uh, for most teams, roughly 18. <laughs> Three. Really? Three teams have scored more. I than, actually thought I was being conservative. Yeah, three teams have scored more than 40 goals. Now that we've said that, Matt, can you guess those three teams? Florida Panthers. Correct. Hmm. Buffalo was yeah, hot for a while. Ten. Yeah, Detroit. No, How about no Detroit? Idea. Detroit was super hot, too. <laughs> Detroit's players don't get enough shots. Edmonton. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. They may have 40 on the power play. And... Calgary. Really? Flames. Calgary's off to a great start, man. And seven, one, and three, or whatever they are. And, and Remember really, last year I picked them to win the North? They did not win the North. Yeah. yeah. They're looking good this year. So to me, Idiots. If, if you look at how that, that, <laughs> that first game when Edmonton sort of lit them up and yeah. you're like, oh, see, they are shit yeah. still. Haven't uh, lost since. Yeah, they haven't lost since, <laughs> right, in, in regulation. And so to me, those two Alberta teams, super hot. Um do you as a Leaf fan watching Saturday night and you got Boston, Enjoy Toronto, your and you're looking at that and you're like, okay, the game is tight. Good game watching it. It was up and down. It was fast. It was really interesting game, especially early. And then, and the Leafs come out 5-2. Campbell plays really well. Yeah. And then you look, look south, Matt, to Florida, <laughs> Carolina, and in this first pressure-filled game. It's a regular season game, but yeah. you have two undefeated and regulation teams in Carolina and Florida playing, and your boy Freddie Anderson, who's been stellar. <laughs> yes. Freddie feels a little bit of pressure, and he gives Freddie up. got fingered. <laughs> repeatedly. Fing- <laughs> Freddie got finger-banged. That's how that goes. All right. Now, there was four power plays in the first period for Freddie Florida. fingers. Did you see that stupid movie? No, but I, I'm very I familiar. I did when I was like 14. Tom Green. Yeah, of course. But it's Freddie got finger banged now. That's how that goes. Um, finger caned. <laughs> but you see how that works? And you go, okay, is that, will the real Freddie Anderson please stand up? Any any love for that? Any feeling of gratification? Any schadenfreude? Yes. No. I, I liked Freddie. He kind of fell apart. Um, he was injured. As you know, um, the bubble where the cracks really started to to show, right? Like in terms of, oh, they only got two shots in the third period and one went in and it was awful. I was trying to write off the bubble, right? I, I don't know what that's worth to anybody, right? Obviously the, the, the lightning went on and won the cup, full value, fair enough. But I didn't want to put much stock in it. And then he comes back last year. He's battling injury. Um, he's not that good when he is in the net. I didn't want to lock him up long term at big money. Right. But I didn't wish him any ill will. And then this year was kind of funny. Everybody going, oh, get ready for October Freddy. October Freddy is undefeated with like a 956 yeah. percentage. Yeah. So at the time, you're like, oh, God, this is so Leafs, right? <laughs> like he's going to win the Vesna this year. Um, may still, may still on a team like that, that's that good. Good. I have no ill will towards Freddie. He, he played very well for 
a very bad defensive Toronto team for a long time. Um, I'm just, this is not one of those guys. Right. I, I, I'm I, just not that pissed at And him, I'm right? just, no, I'm not pissed, but at the end of the day, it's like. I will be annoyed if we like face Carolina in the playoffs and he shuts us out for oh, three Oh, that would have four. to be in a conference final though, Matt. Or a wild card. One of us finishes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, and, we and, finish fourth. And, and things and, have righted themselves, right? Like, can you believe it? We, the Leafs are in second uh-huh. in the division now, and five and, in a row. And, and the Lightning are up there. And did and you the, see Chris Johnston put out a tweet on Saturday? And this was before the final two goals of the game. And I don't remember the exact order, but it was like the Leafs' last ten goals: Nylander, Marner, Tavares, Matthews, Matthews, Nylander, Tavares, Matthews, Nylander. Like it was all. Big four, like it's supposed to be. And then they scored two more. Tavares got the uh, the fourth goal, Marner, the fifth. This is what the big four is supposed to do. Obviously, it's not going to carry on. This yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. still worried about bunting, yeah. to be honest. Like, they didn't, Nick Ritchie's on the fourth line. Oh, Nick Ritchie. To Woo-hoo! me, bunting's not a line one kind of guy. Yeah, they he's, no be- high, he's no Hyman. No. No. <laughs> it, it, it just... They they have issues, I think, on that left side still. But just fun to see that after all this... And it's funny, I can't find any of the people who said that fire this guy, fire that guy, trade that guy, trade... The, everybody all of a sudden is, I told you they'd turn it around. Yeah, did you? Yeah. Did you? Well, and you know what? I'm on record, man. We're going to see what happens in April. Of course. There's nothing to worry about until then. Right. I mean, you can worry if they miss. Oh, but they're not. I don't think so. But no. that, that's been the whole conversation. Yeah. Get in, and then let's see what happens. Get off. Get in, get off, man. Get out. <laughs> get in, get off, get out. Let's end this here, man. That's, I was going to say, there it is, man. I, I've left you for that. Vibes for, uh, for the return? You feeling good? Is this, this is the way it's supposed to seem? Or? Fantastic, man. I don't know about you, mm-hmm. but Yeah. It's good. I, although I would hope it would be cooler the next time I get here. Like me? Uh, no. I, I could I, not be cooler. I no, you could not be cooler. <laughs> I, I don't think there's anything we can do about that. I just mean, it feels fucking hot in here. Like Ethel and, yeah. and Rubenstein there, they must have the... Rubenstein? The heat jacked up in here. It's Mrs. Biddlesworth. As okay. You know, downstairs. Sorry. Who, yes. Uh, okay. Uh, for those of you who were paying attention, I did crack a second one here uh, oh. later on. This was from uh, Flora Hall. It's my first ever Flora Hall, from nice. Flora Hall. Uh, our buddy Ty was putting in an order, asked me if I wanted to try a couple things, and he grabbed some stuff for me. So this is their uh, Bavarian-style Pilsner. So it's a Czech Pilsner. Uh, really nice. Got that kind of, I don't know. I wouldn't say, it's kind of crisp, right? That's sort of what you'd yep. expect out of it. hold from a Czech, yep. Yeah. And uh, you and I have talked before about a few times Dropping in at uh, the Highlander and throwing back the check var. That's the what this reminded sure. me a little bit. Well, I'm a, I'm a big Bellhaven or a Guinness guy when I'm at the Highlander, but. Well, not that night. We were all in on the check var. Well, my were, recollection. If, if you were buying, then probably we're just, going, <laughs> we're just going that route. Anything else, ma'am? No, man. Good to be back. We're on Twitter and Instagram at TallCanAudio, Facebook.com slash TallCanAudio. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening right now, and we will see you all next time on Tall Can Audio. See ya! I am unhappy with the confusing and at times confrontational nature of that meeting. I wanted it to go better. I wanted it to go better!
Thanks for listening. You can get more TCA at tallcanaudio.com or by searching Tall Can Audio on your favorite podcast app. When you say Tall Can Audio a lot, it starts to sound weird.